This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Wow, that's a new introduction. This meeting is being recorded, Greg. Uh, looks, looks like Zoom has added an audio feature that tells us it's being recorded. So no more surprises. This is being recorded, yeah. Greg. They're putting us on notice. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, folks, as mentioned in the daily financial news, we always start off Monday hot with Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. So one of the things I don't know that we've uh, ever talked about, and I would never talk with any of my other experts about, so uh, this is for you, is Uh the Home Builders uh, survey. It came out this morning at 7 a.m. Pacific. And basically why I wanted to talk about this with you is, you know, you have done ground up development. You have built, you know, you have walked on empty land and built homes. Uh, Ground up development is kind of your thing. And what I wanted people to realize is builders build, right? That's what they do. And, and uh, we both have experience from the 08 crash where they got a little ahead of themselves. They were doing massive pre-builds uh, in communities, which is very different today. And what I took away from the home builders uh, sentiment this morning is A, they like this environment, high demand, rising prices. They're a little flustered with rising commodity and labor is a problem. So when I put all of that together, uh, all I see is less supply and higher prices, but you're the builder. I thought I'd ask you what's going on. Yeah, man. So I would call it cautious optimism. <clears throat> so, you know, they're selling houses as fast as they can get them built, but with the way prices are rising with inflation on the rise, affecting the overall economy and you know, mortgage rates kind of up and down week to week and no certainty there on where they're going to be in uh, whether they're going to rise or stay the same, they can't really go much lower. Uh, banks have to make, you know, investors have to make some sort of spread or there won't be any mortgages to be had. True. So they can only go so low for the appetite for lending to remain uh, before it becomes, you know, a government lending program because nobody else is going to buy those mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you look at that as a builder, as a developer, you, you're building to sell. Okay, yeah. so you gotta you gotta be confident you're gonna be able to sell the inventory that you're building with prices rising like they are. You never know if you know every builder now has built in their contract a, a, an escalation clause. So if mm. costs go up during the construction process, that gets passed to the buyer at the back end. So you don't want to get caught where your costs have gone up. You're trying to pass that along. Your buyer backs out. Nobody else will step in at that price. Right. So if all of a sudden you're priced out of the market, we haven't seen that to a, to a big degree yet, but there is pushback. Prices mm-hmm. are only going so high mm-hmm. to where people and even people making multiple offers, they're capping their offers. So they're not going exponentially to whatever. There's a cap that, that the bidders are putting on these houses. So that's one thing that builders are thinking about. Look, we don't want to get caught short. The market shifts. We've got all this money in these houses. We can't sell them. Mm-hmm. They can rent them, you know, and all that. But they're going to get stuck. And most of these guys have all been through it before in 2008 and nine, when the rug was pulled out from underneath of them back then, Builders were buying land, buying lots, taking them down because developers were saying, look, if you want to be in this community, you need to take down 20 or 30 of these lots. Then you need to have a contract to take down 20 or 30 more when you sell those. Right. 
after 2008-9, it flipped. Developers couldn't give land away. We couldn't give the lots away to builders. So what the builders were saying, and they can, you know, controlled all, held all the cards from 2008-9 forward, is they said, look, here's what we'll do. We'll commit to buying 10 lots as long as we can sell those 10 lots. Mm -hmm. And we're not taking down any lots until we close. So right. you got to give me some lots to build a model on and to build my first couple of first sale product. And once those sell, we'll pay you out, and then we'll get a takedown schedule going. You know, so that's kind of how they work now. Most builders are not buying land in advance. Um, you know, it's changed a little bit to where you know you got to take down the lot when you go to build now in most communities because they're selling so hot. Mm. Developers are getting a little bit more of an upper hand, but with costs escalating, and it's escalating from the ground up. Meaning, mm -hmm. all of your site work, your utilities, your permits, your entitlement process, your legal fees, all of that stuff is skyrocketed as well. Um, so it's not just sticks and bricks. It's from the ground up that costs have risen. So everybody's worried, the developers, the builders, you know, everybody's concerned that we're going to reach a breaking point. And, it, it, you know, if interest rates do rise, it's just that that train's going to come to a halt and values are going to fall. So that's why builders are like, hey, it's great. We're selling everything we can build. But at the same time, we got to be careful. We got to watch the market. We got to make sure that we can finish these things, get them sold mm -hmm. and stay ahead of any kind of a downturn in the market and then just pull the plug at any minute. Yeah. Well, do me a favor, Greg. Can you just hold your microphone a little bit because it's catching the edge of your nice dress shirt. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. So uh, a couple of quick questions on that. Again, uh, I'm not the builder, you are. Uh, but what I remember from the last crisis versus this one, um, when I would drive around Fresno, which again is my market in 2005 and six, there were open house communities, you know, or new home developments everywhere right? Uh, there were the big flags and, and there were seemingly hundreds of available. Now, when I drive around a lot less uh, and really there's not a lot of inventory, right? Ready-made yeah. inventory, right? So I, am I right in assuming there's actually less builders today? Because th that was something I seem to recall is there was, there seemed to be a lot of other builders last time. And I'm, I'm guessing a lot of them got washed out in the crisis. Mm -hmm. um, is it fair to say there are less builders now than last crisis? Yeah. Or? Oh yeah. There's less everything. There's less, you know, people in the trades, there's less builders out mm -hmm. there. You know, some builders have entered the market, some have exited. So, you know, I don't know what those exact numbers are, but um, definitely in the trades, that's where the biggest pressure is. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of the tradesmen out there that are about to retire or exit the business, they have nobody coming up behind them because, you know, nobody wants to go work in the trades anymore, really. So, mm -hmm. Um, that's a big problem that, 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 you know, we'll see how it shakes out. Construction is cyclical up and down. You know, we're going to, we're going to reach a point of saturation oversupply. Things will shift and it'll come back down again. And then, you know, everybody will be looking for work just like they were before this boom started. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting times and, you know, it's feast or famine in construction. It always has been. Yeah. Builders build, right. They, that's mm -hmm. just what they do. They don't sit idle very well. But they're definitely controlling risks in a different way. Again, last time it was kind of like they were going for what I'll call economies of scale. Oh, if we build a mm -hmm. hundred at a time, it'll just it'll be that much cheaper. But then they got caught. Oh, it was more than that, man. There's large subdivisions. You know, the builders were setting up manufacturing plants in the middle of subdivisions. So yeah. you probably saw it, especially out west in California. I mean, oh, yeah. where you had ten thousand homes in a subdivision, and they would set up literally a manufacturing plant to build trusses, floor joists, walls. Yes, they would build them right there in the center and they would ship them out 
So you had a concrete cruise out there, just slap, 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 slap. And then right behind them, you know, obviously you had your trades roughing in the groundworks right behind them were the framing crews. They weren't framing. They were just standing up walls, nailing together. Behind that, you had people doing nothing but putting floor joists in. Behind yeah. that, you had people doing nothing but setting trusses and sheathing the roofs, you know? So, I mean, it was, it was just a machine all the way through these communities. And yeah, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, it, it definitely see, I mean, before it, again, right, novice, it felt like hundreds were going up. Now it's a dozen or less. It just, it's just. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some big communities. There's some big stuff out there, but it, yeah. yeah, it's in general, builders are taking much less risk than they were before uh, overall. And, and again, there's demand out there, Oh yeah. but there's only so much demand. So, you know, if the supply chains were opened up and the builders could produce at normal capacity, there wouldn't be any demand. We would, mm. we would easily be able to reach that, that threshold. Yeah. To me, it feels like there's a lot of cash management going on at the builders uh, because, you know, the people at the top were kind of middle management in the last crisis. So they remember it well. Uh, also, there's a lot of talk uh, about uh, kind of material, but I think the mm -hmm. one kind of thing hanging out there you hit as well is labor. Yeah. A lot of them are talking about labor and, and rising labor costs. And frankly, the supply constraint, right? Because the trades, as you call it. Um, yeah. It's not as plentiful as it was last time. No, no. And a lot of the big builders, you know, they don't really make their money on building. That's just rolling inventory, keeping people busy, keeping keeping people employed, especially at your, you know, the larger public companies. What where they really make their money is on the ancillary services that they offer, mortgages, insurance, title companies, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. They're basically finance companies. You talk to the large national home builders, they're in essence, they're just large finance companies. Kind of like car manufacturers, right? They make their right. money on the yeah. loans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so again, if you were to look out at a crystal ball, I, I think builders kind of have a good rest of the year, right? They have pricing power today because there's limited supply, yeah. but you're right. I think there's a breaking point, maybe next year, maybe the year after where prices and interest rate rising create pushback, as you call it, right? They become what I call unaffordable. Uh, and mm -hmm. they're, they're probably looking at that going, you know, they don't know where it's at, but there's some number where it's just unaffordable to build, I would guess. Yeah, people are people are buying payments just like they do when they buy a car. You know, it's all about low interest rates. So, people who are buying a half a million dollar house now at three percent, two two and three quarter percent interest, you know, that was a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house five years ago at five percent interest. You yeah. Know? So it's it's all relative, and that's kind of what happens. You know, as the rates go up, demand drops, supply increases, costs come down. You know, even the lumber uh, supply issue right now, a lot of it's pandemic driven, you know, so it's, it's really a lot of what's going on. We're in this huge bubble in a lot of ways because of the pandemic, because of the supply chain constrictions, because of the liquidity out there. We've got a serious liquidity crisis, you know, and how the Fed solves that will be interesting. And inflation is one way they can help taper without actually tapering. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to watch how long the Fed goes without doing anything about inflation because they're behind the scenes. They're denying it, number one. They're saying, oh, we're okay with it. It's not as bad as you really think. It's only a pandemic opening thing mm. and a supply chain constraint thing. And as soon as all that, you know, clogs, you know, those clog, clogged pipelines are cleared up, things will be back to normal. But I think behind the scenes, they're kind of saying, hey, if we let inflation rise, that's going to taper. Mm -hmm. The market's going to pair the economy is going to pair, it's going to taper, then we can, you know, slowly start raising interest rates, and it won't be such a big uh, rip the bandaid off event 
um, as they ease into it. So the Fed may be tapering by letting inflation rise. And that's why you're seeing sell-off in the market right now, because they're realizing what's going on and it's getting baked into the market. So yeah, very, very cool. We'll see how this unfolds over the you know rest of this year. Yeah. Well, in, in the end, uh, you know, as the builder sentiment said today, uh, they, they expect prices to rise. They are watching the commodities part. They're, you know, they're really starting to talk about labor and scarcity of labor. Uh, so yeah, if you're in the mood or uh, in the market for a new home, look, uh, I think they're telling you prices are going up across the country. So Greg, thank you very much for your time this morning. Have a wonderful day. Yep.